Welcome to Obsessed with Balance, the Aussie podcast for beginner triathletes learning to incorporate their love for swimming, biking and running into an already busy lifestyle. me stand here and uh, even more amazingly that is the sound of my feet running slowly uh, as I sit out on a uh, on the third of my what I hope it's going to be a third successful run on this leg of mine one of the things I've got to be very careful of here is that I've found that when I'm talking while I'm running I tend to run a bit too fast and really need to take it very easy uh, as my leg is recovering I hope, from this injury, so all good so far. It's a beautiful uh, early evening here in Sydney, Australia, and uh, just uh, just setting off on a real fave run from the house. Takes us through a lovely reserve, um, and actually down to Spit Bridge, which a lot of you will know if you don't know Sydney all that well. And basically, if I can make it up the hill and back down, Cross Balmoral Beach and home, I will be uh, a very, very happy man that you can stay with me on that, uh, on that journey. I'm also working out how to do some uh, recording as I move, so I hope that you can hear what's going on here. Um, Alright, so it's great to be with you. Uh, I'm gonna, this uh, episode is really mostly about the uh, Canberra Half Ironman that Mike and a couple of other mates of ours are doing. Um, so I'm going to be doing a special bit of coverage on that. I don't know if I said before, but because of my leg, I made a decision a few weeks ago to dip out of that race and to really focus on building the strength again and uh, also building my flexibility so that I'll be ready to go into the new year for the second half of the triathlon season in uh, really good shape. So I'll be talking some more about that <coughs> another time. Um, but meanwhile, I just want to kick off this episode and uh, uh, really maybe introduce some of the characters along the way. Uh, so the first thing I want to say is that what the reason I'm recording on foot is I've been really inspired this week by uh, by a new tri- um, a new podcast that I found. I thought you guys might enjoy. Um, very much along the conversational lines that uh, that we that Mike and I really really like listening to. Um, we started with uh, uh, Zen and the Art of Triathlon, which is another absolute belter. We are not even worthy to talk about these great podcasters, um, but uh, with our third and fourth episodes just going into the can now, these guys have been going for ages. It's unbelievable. They do such good such good quality stuff we're just learning but anyway hats off to them and this guy uh, I've been listening to and I really recommend it to you it's called Running from the Reaper and uh, he uh, it's a great name for a podcast and he's a 40 something runner he's based in the UK in Shropshire no sorry Staffordshire sorry in Staffordshire and uh, you're really just listening to him running through the countryside 
a bit like this, chatting away, hearing his thoughts and uh, some opinions. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi there. Just attacked by a couple of dogs. Um, which is funny, on this podcast, one of the things he says is that he has to switch off sometimes because uh, if everyone sees you podcasting or recording, they think you're nuts, as he says. I think you're completely crazy, so uh, anyway, got away with that one, I think. Uh, but anyway, this guy is great and he's very nice and uh, nice and mellow, so I recommend that to you. Uh, yes, he's a uh, very good company as I'm driving into, into work and back, so running with the Reaper. .com. No, running from, running from the river. Uh, .com is where he is, and he's got loads of good material and show notes up there. Good stuff. Okay, so he's inspired me to do this on the move, so let me get cracking. So yeah, Canberra Half Ironman is coming up. This is a, an event that we decided to do, I don't know, six or nine months ago, and we've really done a fair bit of training for it. A lot, actually, particularly on the bike. I think we've all really improved as bikers. Um, and uh, so what I'm going to be doing is a special show really on this. Maybe make two, depending on how much other material I can get, because um, I've done a few things up front to um, to give us some material. I've, and I've spoken to the... I've exchanged emails with the race organiser who said he'd definitely be available for a chat. He's given me the name of the race director um, as well, so hope to track him down. Not sure when I'm going to do that, but I'll give him a call and see when uh, it's likely to be a good time. Probably say after the race, mate, or something like that, but um, see how we do. Uh, and uh, and also, a few other things going on. I saw on the website, the Canberra Half, that uh, there's a Swiss female athlete coming to town who doesn't have a bike for some reason. And she... Uh, she was looking for a carbon bike, and while I don't have a carbon bike, I thought actually, probably people won't, may not lend her a carbon bike, so I'd go on there and lend them, and just offer to lend her my uh, new, or the bike I bought on eBay anyway just recently, which was supposed to be having a first out in Canberra, so I thought, well, you know, why, uh, why deny the bike a run out? So, uh, it's an alloy, it's an aerobike, but it's alloy. Um, so, I uh, thought she might bump into that, it's a pretty decent, decent bike. So, I haven't heard back yet, but I'm hoping that might be an opportunity for another interview, because I said that that would be the price of borrowing the bike, being interviewed on the podcast. So, uh, the fact that you guys are listening to this means that the word's getting out, but we haven't really launched the podcast yet, so we're really just starting to do that do that now, so that's been really exciting, talking to the people around the uh, camera half and saying that you're recording for a podcast, they call Obsessive Balance, yeah, it's been great, and we're all set up, so uh, I'm with a go, it seems to be working, so we'll see how we go. We've also got, I've also got my other, Mark and Andrew, the other two guys that make up the group that we're training with consistently. Uh, so there are four of us in total, me, uh, Mike, who you know, and uh, Mark and Andrew. And it's quite a different, interestingly varied set of triathletes going to this race. Um, and I got Mark and Andrew 
to leave some voicemails and we'll talk about those in a moment. So, um, just as they started the tape away, just in the go changing some lovely blocks of sandstone here as I toodle along on this lovely run. Uh, it really is absolutely stunning. And the trick is to talk to you. I'm not going mad on the speed, which seems to be going okay, so leg intact so far. Um, so there we go. Let's talk about the, a little bit of an insight into the characters you're going to meet over the next couple of days as we go into the camera half. So Mike, Mike you already know, the youngest of the group, young, light, fast, he's done a lot of racing this season, uh, he had a very bad experience himself as I think he's talked about where you trained, did loads of training and then he, he was sick for the event, so he's, uh, he learned from that and it means he basically does every race he possibly can now. So he's done a lot of racing and he's been racing pretty fast. So <clears throat> we can expect something uh, something great from him as we go into the race. So the next guy, and I'll just talk about their voicemails a little bit and other stuff, um, who in order of sort of having done triathlons before, if you like, is, uh, is Mark Tall, a uh, great runner. Uh, Hi there, sorry, thank you. Can't, can't quite lose that English habit of apologising to everyone. The <laughs> um, <coughs> Mark Tall, always done a lot of running. Ex-rower, so he's used to pain, but more about that in just a moment. Uh, he's, uh, he's really invested in, he did loads of the Cornell series uh, with a mate of his from that area. And, um, so he's done quite a few triathlons at that distance, and uh, but this is certainly a first half Ironman for all of them. Uh, Mark's another English guy, um, but don't hold that against him, he's actually a very nice guy. And uh, yeah, so he should be in for a good time. The swim is a big challenge for Mark, as he'll admit he has had some coaching recently, but he didn't seem to think that that had the miraculous effect that it had on me when I did the same session. More of that in a future episode. Evie. Um, so, that's Mark. I'll tell you the funny thing that happened to Mark said recently. We were getting together with the lovely wives of these triathlon studs, and uh, uh, a couple of them were talking about doing a marathon, including my lovely wife getting a marathon, doing a marathon, and then earning themselves a tattoo. And, uh, and I was saying, if I ever do an Ironman, that'll be, although I've never been a bit anti-tat up to now, I would have that Ironman stuck on my ankle forever, that's for sure. Um, and Mark, I said, oh, right on the bone, wouldn't that be painful? I said, Mark, just done an Ironman. I think a bit of extra pain won't make any difference. So that was a bit of a classic. Um, but that is Mark. Uh, and uh, his wife, Caroline, and his twins, twin girls, are going to be down in camera as well. So I hope to interview them a little bit, see what it's like to be the uh, spouse and offspring of a, 
having a drive, I will see. It's running past the boathouse here. Hearing. Friendly rose. <laughs> um, the, um, okay, where were we? So my leg's holding out so far. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, lasted a lot less time than this in the past. So this is looking very good. Got a big hill to come though, so take it easy. Um, okay. Alright, the fourth character in this group, which, by the way, this is our group that we flew to Melbourne to do around the bay in a day. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have also done that. That event, and it's just, well, it was just fantastic. And uh, um, the four of us created a little team, which we called the Road Warriors, as in worrying, and to be honest, I think I think I worry for all of them. Uh, but um, anyway, the Road Warriors, the awesome foursome. The fourth one, uh, by no means least, is Andrew. Uh, the I'm just going to switch off for a second, there's a lot of coming. I'll catch up with you in a second. Alright, off we go again up the hill. Uh, Where was I? Yeah, I was just about to talk to you about Andrew. Uh, Andrew, another pom, another English guy. Uh, um, and uh, he has just had an exceptional run-up to this uh, this triathlon. He um, he's a really excellent squash player. I mean, top 15 in New South Wales squash player. Uh, he's been playing for years and. Uh, so he's really strong. Got these amazing slow twitch, uh, fast twitch muscles. Uh, but about six months ago, uh, started coming out for the odd run with me. I was talking about triathlons and all these things, and well, he sort of started getting into it. Coming for bike rides, joined a bike club, and uh, well, here he is. I, and he, he is so fit and strong for this race. It's going to be so good to see what he can do. Um, he's managed to turn, to add some real uh, cardiovascular endurance to that sprint strength of his and uh, made a bit of an awesome combination. So it'll be very interesting to see how he goes in this long race. He did a short, probably sprint distance triathlon for the weekend. Hi. And uh, he just did so well. Certainly beat my time. Uh, and I took me four goes to get to that point. Uh, yeah, he's been going well. He's running, he's strong. Uh, so, yeah, that should be good. He, uh, think about Andrew, this is an absolute classic. You'll hear it. I'll leave it to the voicemails for you to hear what he <coughs> had to say about his race strategy 
I really don't need to tell you anything more about Andrew's character and his level of fitness and strength than to let you listen to his voicemail. So I'll do that and then we'll play Marks as they both started their taper about a week ago. And I'll talk to you again in a moment. Enjoy the voicemail. Here they go. Which uh, I don't think is 
very good at all. I'm trying to take it easy, but that time seems very lousy. And whilst uh, I was recovering on the side of the pool, I was noticing some of the other swimmers that seemed to be somewhat faster than me, to say the least. So I decided to time them. Uh, they're swimming a 50 metre length in about 40 to 45 seconds. And I'm obviously swimming a length in somewhere just over uh, a minute. So that means there's a difference of 15 to 20 seconds per length that these other chaps seem to have on me. Now, people say that the swim is not an important part of the event and that you should use this as a warm-up. Now, I'm, I'm somewhat apprehensive that if you divide the 15 to 20 seconds into the number of 40 lengths of these to swim approximately two kilometres, um, I haven't quite done the maths on how many minutes that is yet, but I think it's quite a few. Um, I'm suddenly beginning to feel as though the swim is going to be the worst part of the event for me. Um, so I just thought I'd hear that uh, reservation that I now have, uh, having seen so many hopefully very fast swimmers at Manly, so that on event day uh, there's nowhere near that speed to be seen. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, this is uh, Bill Tiss of Modern Technology, Mark here. Um, just uh, wanted to log in and give my inside training thoughts as to my training program for the second last week before um, the competition in Canberra. So I think it's uh, Thursday today, pretty sure it is, yep. Yeah. Um, being a bit of an anti-sport uh, week, uh, so not the ideal training preparation. Uh, I've had to do uh, work commitments which have taken me down to Wollongong. Uh, so I haven't quite done the training that uh, I should have been doing and I'm feeling slightly guilty about this. Um, aware that uh, this is my last chance to really get some good training miles into, uh, into my program uh, before next week which should be Tepa. But uh, I have been able to get down to the gym in the uh, hotel. Uh, and that has allowed me to use one of their cycling machines, but it's not quite the cycling machine that I'll be using in the uh, in the half Ironman. So forget about position, forget about uh, aero profile, uh, forget about cleats. Uh, so it's me just expending energy turning the wheel around. So I'm guessing that's uh, a reasonably good uh, likely likelyness to likeness to uh, the real bike, but.
haven't been able to do any of the swimming, but uh, I figure that that'll take care of itself when it comes to it. And then in the actual run itself, I'll be able to do the uh, the run and the cycle uh, uh, reasonably well, uh, just uh, not so good on the swim time. Um, what else can I say in my training program? Not sure if I'm doing uh, too much or not enough for the program uh, in this last week. So I'm going to start tapering off in the next week, probably, I think uh, there was an email from Mike saying four to six days was the ideal time to start tapering down. So that makes it around Monday, I think, Monday, Tuesday, that I should really not be doing too much or if doing anything, just lifting the intensity and making it short, short and sharp. Um, that's my training log for today. I will give you more news in the next couple of days. Cheers. Well, there's a cast of characters for Canberra. Um, just listening to a bit of that, I realised that when I was listening to Running for the Reaper, I thought, that's beautiful, clear audio. How does he do that? And uh, not too much panting. And I'm sorry to say, you've had a lot of, a lot of panting on this, uh, on this track. So, uh, but I've realised that the uh, fella who does the Running from the Reaper uh, podcast. I was always talking about running along canals, which uh, certainly in my experience are pretty flat. So uh, so I think he has a nice steady run here in Sydney. Oh, certainly where I live, it's uh, very hilly, which is good for training, but difficult for podcasting, so please excuse the panting in the background. So the leg's still going well. Uh, I've not run this uh, this far on this run for at least eight weeks, so uh, I'm feeling very good about this. Um, obviously, that also means that I'm not really very fit at the moment for running, so that's also adding to the uh, additional oxygen requirements. So, hi, another runner. Um, Okay, so they're the characters from the, a uh, couple of the characters from the uh, Road Warriors going down to the Canberra Half Ironman. I hope you can gather a bit of the, uh, the different types of preparation they're going there with the marks, uh, careful preparation, and uh, Andrew's race strategy, which I just loved. So, but he's got, he's strong. See how he goes very interesting to see. So, uh, what we're we going to do now is uh, <coughs> Saturday night. Um, I think Saturday Mike and Mark are going to go down early here check out the course. Mark, in true obsessive balance form, uh, decided to do his triathlon because his mates were doing it. I think this is the way it worked. And uh, the fact that one of his best mates weddings was the night before. Uh, didn't bother him. So he, he uh, what we're going to do is, uh, because I'm not running racing, it doesn't matter how tired I am. So I'm going to go and pick him up uh, at about 10 o'clock on Saturday night and take him and his lovely wife Sarah down to camera. So 
uh, he can, we'll have a bit of a chat in the car, you know, some of that. Um, and uh, he can also get some kip, or at least not have the uh, effort of driving, so that he'll be a little bit ready for the very early race start, I think. Sort of the exact start times today from the different waves, and uh, I think they've all got a six in them. So, uh, yeah, not much time for Mike to rest up, but uh, he'll be all right. He's a young un. So, uh, that is the plan. And uh, what we'll do now is uh, play a bit of music, and, uh, and I'll see you in the car on the way down to Canberra. I'll let you know how my leg went. He's hoping, but it's all good so far. I'll see you, uh, I'll see you Saturday night. Out. Who says you don't get waves at Balmoral? Listen to that, there's pretty good swell in the ocean today. And I just have to let you hear those lovely waves. And uh, it also reminded me that uh, I heard the huge waves here uh, on Saturday. And that was the day that, uh, um, sorry, it was Sunday, uh, that I attempted the Vilgola uh, ocean swim. And I forgot to mention that I actually had to retreat from that race. Having done the Bronte, Bondi de Bronte race, I actually had to retreat from that because the waves were so enormous and scary and a uh, little white pony bloke couldn't, uh, couldn't quite take it. So little bit, it was a great experience and so fantastic. I've uh, I decided that while I couldn't run very much, I, uh, I would focus on the things that I could do. I think I said, I said to you that I would be doing that. And uh, they were biking and swimming. I've certainly done a fair bit of swimming uh, while my leg, leg has been uh, uh, been gammy, so I uh, did the Bondi to Bronte, and uh, that was just excellent. I was incredibly slow, and uh, so it gave me the nerve to do the Bilgola Ocean Swim, which was just massive. So, um, but anyway, got um, got waved off on that one. So a bit more a uh, bit more practice required, and uh, but I'm certainly planning to do loads more. They are so excellent, and uh, and uh, those waves just reminded me of how wonderful it is to get into that ocean and uh, even if you don't swim the whole thing just to experience being uh, with so many great swimmers and uh, enjoying the ocean so there you go I'll leave you with a few more ocean sounds and uh, and then I think we'll have some music a better bit it would be a nice mellow one uh, to go with these waves Never could 
20 um, on Sunday the 16th of December this is the date that certainly was big in my mind for a very long time and this is the date of the uh, Canberra Half Ironman we're uh, down in Canberra I'm sharing an apartment with uh, with Mike we uh, successfully left Sydney sort of 10.20 last night got to Canberra and uh, hit the sack at about quarter to two um, and uh, I'm pretty sure Mike was up by about quarter to five, so a lovely three hours sleep for Mike to do the um, to do this half Ironman. So anyway, seems okay this morning. Uh, so this is the time when I'm feeling definitely in um, in two minds. It's that really early early morning pre triathlon um, start, and I'm actually not doing the triathlon. So it's going to be very interesting. Anyway, I'm going to go and uh, join the guys. Uh, we're meeting in about 10 minutes downstairs uh, to to head over to the um, to the race start, and uh, I'll do some recording then, and we'll see how the day goes. I've got uh, got my camera. Uh, I'll take the uh, recorder, obviously, and we'll uh, see if we can record the day. And 
hope that's going to be find some interesting content for you. Okay, I'll uh, I'll I'll sign off and we'll uh, we'll meet the guys downstairs shortly. Good morning. <laughs> oh, good morning. How are you? You're looking magnificent. Oh, thank you, Dan. <laughs> you reporter, but how are you doing? Uh, yes, it's lovely. It's but quite I've special. Up a bit. It was really. Oh, this is good now. Yeah, it was, it was Did you get some sleep? Any chance it would dry? At two, I went off. Did you? Yeah. I had solid Having tried, having tried to sleep from what time? When Ten. Yeah. 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 Thirty. I bought some elastic laces. Mark and I were doing all the purchases, last-minute things you should never do. Oh right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, are you driving down or walking? I can drive. I can drive you down. Well, I. I I don't, I don't know where it is. Uh, where's your car? Just there. Oh, okay. Well, Why don't we hop in? Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Is there? Okay, good. Good, good, good. Might as well. Uh, might as well do that. How'd you feel, mate? Tired? Yeah. <laughs> did you sleep at all? Dan's quite a smooth driver. I actually did. I got a, um, almost two hours of sleep in the car. Right. Okay, so you've got two bands in your in your kit. Yeah. One's pretty fat. That's the one for your wrist. Yeah. And the thinner one's for your gear. So it have to go in any particular... I would go left because they put mine on the left. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There you go. Only just because... Alright, off we go to the start. Oh yeah, exactly. Motivation stuff. Okay. Pedal steam that enters the pool. I'm Oh yeah, they now they give us a drink to try. I know. I thought that when I saw that. I thought of you. It's a bit late, huh? I just, uh... But yeah, I think if you go hard as you are... What are all these things? Oh, that's... I didn't twig that, um... Mark's parents are down. Yeah, they were over England and staying with him. Ah, okay. The safe bet is probably to follow him, but I think he goes the long way. Okay, well, should we go safe? I think go safe. Yeah. So, wait up. Andrew, okay. which one's for your wrist, the fat one or the thin one? The fat one. Fat one. I think he's, he's lost already. He's lost already. <laughs> 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 There's going to be some trouble with this. Hello. Do you know the way, Andrew? We're well, following you. I think I do, but... Uh, oh, we'll you okay, it's a deal. It's all going quite well so far, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, follow that car in front of you. Go left at the lights. Absolutely, yeah. So you're doing some lot. Oh, here we go. There's a few folks heading off. Um, so you uh, you did some last-minute purchasing yesterday, did you? I just bought the uh, the pull-up laces. The lucky laces. Good idea. But uh, subsequently, looked glanced at the instructions for 10 minutes, it confused me enough to know that the, the old bow should be done. <laughs> the bow, the bow is going to have to be stuck with. I think probably at this distance, you'll probably be okay. Yeah, the extra couple of seconds will take you. Probably, probably when you, yeah, the uh, the socks and the bow are going to be. It's going to be so a nice little moment for you. And go left. And 
here. It's a lovely parts way. Just trying to get the tide okay. Tried to, yeah. Ah, oh, dear. There we go. <laughs> and then uh, down here we come to a roundabout, and we should loop around that. Excellent. I, I'm, um, I think I might have shaken off our tail. You, uh, the drafting rule they were showing us was pretty scary. In reality, I can't see that anyone would do it. Yeah. They're showing at least seven meters. Yeah. Is it left here or? Straight yeah, yeah. Seven meters. Yeah. Seven meters, and then uh, three bike lengths up or something. To you, if you, you should, once they've passed your front wheel, you should slow down and get out of their draft. Oh, okay. So you shouldn't be seen to continue to pedal even though they're supposed to go past them. Oh. Which sounded really weird. Well, they always say that. Do they? Yeah. How, yeah. Mind you, oh, yeah. Unless you're one of the leaders. Oh, oh. And then they're parking on that grass verge. Where are we going? Straight up, up, yeah. Car, yeah, up there. Um, mind you, I was, I was blown up for it in the club champs. I know. Yeah, I know, but I mean, they didn't give me a penalty or anything, but they did, uh, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, that was the old thing, I wasn't drafting, I was actually having a drink from my water bottle, but... Are you serious? Yeah, but one of the things they say is that people draft when they're drinking from their water bottles, so... Okay, now, the main area, see where the cars are starting to park... Yeah, is, oh, there you go. ...is over there on the right, Is it? Oh, okay. So if, um, look to, just think, what's the safe, see if you can actually drive on the grass... Oh, I'll just go and zoom up, i just park right here. So after a bit of pre-race banter with Andrew in the car, we did actually find a parking spot and got the competitors down into the transition area to set up. And uh, at this point, the weather had looked really bad when we when we got got up, but uh, the weather seemed to be clearing, and, uh, and we're a little bit more optimistic. So we had the pre-race photo of the three guys, and I then managed to track them each down. And here I am uh, catching Mike just as he was about to leap in the water uh, to start the swim in Lake Burley Griffin. Young Mike. Oh, there you are. How you doing? Yeah, I was just up with Andrew, actually. He's in. He's, yeah, I couldn't find any of you guys. Yeah, so I lost, I missed you coming out of the transition area. I sort of caught up with Mark, <coughs> and then, um, and I just caught Andrew, and I thought I'd come and track you down, because your start's next. How are you going? Yeah, good, good. Feeling good? Yeah, all set. I'm good. excited now. Excellent. It's happening. Excellent. I could tell when you came out of the transition area, you looked a little bit, uh, you looked look, look psyched, so. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, no, excited. Looking good. Rains on the run? No, absolutely. Absolutely, it's just that ride, isn't it? The water's flat, <laughs> looks alright. There's no wind. It's about as it good does as look, Yeah, it looks nice. It actually, it's getting a lot lighter. It it's getting a lot lighter as well. Dan, thanks again for driving down. Hey, no problem, no problem. It. I'm uh, glad you've. Uh, yeah, life, so I wasn't very talkative last night, but. No, it's no problem. I, I, I can't believe I, I passed out in the car. I started listening good to Good for that, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Was that running with the reaper? And I was Not my dulcet English tone. You can't fall off. <laughs> yeah, fall to sleep in that. West Country accent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I've been doing this in five minutes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Like Andrew was saying, you get so tied up with the logistics and getting a transition area set up and everything, yeah. and you think, oh, I've actually got a race now. I've got a race now. I've yeah. I'm tired. I got those guys to fit the wetsuit. Oh, you did? Freaker. The Blue 70 guys? Yeah. Excellent! I'll get a picture of you leaping in. I think I did that. I think I managed to catch Andrew, so... Uh, 
So your bike all right, all set up okay, all, all, all up and running? Right. Yeah. I did my little last minute check. Excellent. Wiped down the rims. Good, good. Put a bit of lube on there. I don't see I can do anything else. So. No. There they go. That's Andrew heading off. Fantastic. It's great. So I found a great spot here with a view straight down to the uh, swim exit and uh, you can probably hear the patter of not so tiny feet as the, uh, as the uh, men come running past and uh, we're really in the thick of it now I'd say, a lot of, uh, lot of people coming out of the water having done the run, swim and it's very interesting watching them. Um, very interesting. Different, just different levels. Some people, some people really struggling to run, and other people really tanking it. So it's uh, quite amazing. The thing that's just occurred to me for these three guys, um, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of the water first. It's possible that Mike, having started ten minutes after uh, Mark, could actually come out of the water. He could actually overtake both of them, I reckon. So they, they were five minutes apart in each wave, and. Uh, it's possible that it could uh, could be that Mike could overtake all of them. So, I, but I think they'll be pretty bunched, is my guess. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's been very nice seeing people coming out of the water as well, though, because I've seen. Uh, here we go. Go, Andrew! Go, on, boy! Well done. That's a swim done. Are we there yet? That's Andrew. That's great. So he's first out. Excellent. So much for my theory, but I think Mike will be fairly close behind. Oh, he, yeah, we'll be fairly close behind him. So that's Andrew. He's looking pretty good. Going well, getting his wetsuit off. Let me just see if I can hold off uh, to see if Mike will come out now. That is good. <laughs> so just some lovely things happening as well. I saw a guy stop to help a total stranger get his wetsuit off which is very nice uh, people yelling at each other it's uh, it's just great so uh, oh, here comes Mike just as I thought just as I thought not far off uh... go Mike go boy good swim okay just as I thought they were pretty close together but uh, uh, so they'll see each other on the bike, I think. Um, well, maybe, well, we'll see. See what happens. Okay, I'll sign off and I'll uh, catch up with you guys later. I'm watching the real, I'm watching the real tail enders coming in now. I'm just looking out across the, across the, uh, across Lake Burley Griffin to the final um, boy, and just seeing these uh, last must be 15 swimmers swimming in. Uh, slow and tired uh, and just about everyone else is gone and uh, I just think it's absolutely incredible to see these guys I mean I've been one of these um, back-of-the-pack people myself and I just think that uh, these are the real heroes of triathlon it's funny the elite come in and they're looking good and relaxed these guys are the ones who have just slogged it and uh, it's so impressive a few people a couple of people swinging 
swimming breaststroke, but the rest look like they've got seriously tired arms as they come in at the end of this nearly 2k swim. I just absolutely, I'm full of admiration for these people. And I think the nice thing about triathlon is that that is so respected. I, I found in the, uh, in the club that um, doesn't matter what standard you are, uh, I think everyone knows that you are giving it your all and, and, uh, and suffering at your own level. And I just, watching these guys coming in from this swim, just, uh, I just, I'm just full of admiration. I just wanted to uh, lay down some audio to, to talk about these, uh, particularly the swim tail enders where I've been in the past. I just think it's so impressive. Okay, so if you can start just telling us what you, uh, your name and what you do. So my name is Nicole, um, and I work for Blue 70 Wetsuits, also previously known as Ironman Wetsuits, which is a triathlon-based wetsuit, but we also specialize in open water wetsuits. Right, so there has been a name change then. I've seen this, but it's a complete name change, right? Yes, we've had a big okay. name change, just because we need to look after all our open water swimmers as well. Ah, okay, So Got it allowed you. us to look after both fields. Fantastic, excellent. What have you been up to today at the Canberra Half Ironman? Well, on race morning, we get you nice and early with our athletes, and... Um, we help them put on their suits. Great. Yeah. So that's one of the little little services we offer. Brilliant, after yeah. The fact. Yes. Excellent. It was being promoted pretty strongly. Did you have a lot of people showing up for that service? Yeah, we usually do. So yeah. we have roughly about, uh, on average, we'll do about 100 to 150 each. Right. Myself and my wow. colleague. Yeah. Wow, okay. Pretty good, eh? Yeah. And what's the classic mistake people make when they're, when they're putting on a, on a wetsuit? Um, they generally do not put it high enough in the legs so they don't right. give themselves a good wedging okay um, <laughs> so yes it sounds a bit you need the, <laughs> a bit wild, so the wedgie factor very definitely. much so and um, they tend to not put enough on their shoulders so the suit is just sitting all a little bit too low in the okay. body right. a little bit too low in the legs so they're not allowing for themselves to have a lot of space right. um, in their stroke so you basically show up to these things and give about 150 people wedgies and it sorts them out. And they love it. Perfect. They enjoy it as well. Excellent. Well, Nicole, I'm just going to ask you a final question I didn't mention to you. But what's your, what's your background? What, what sort of sport do you do? Are you a swimmer? Uh, what, what? Um, all of us within our, um, our company are ex-swimmers or triathletes right. uh, or even ex-swimming coaches. So right, very strong swimming background. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Nicole. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye. How are you going, Andrew? You're looking alright, looking good. <laughs> Might be alright about running. I think you're, uh, you've got about three minutes to go up to Mark, and I haven't seen Mark for a while. I think you might have had a puncture. Not sure. See you later. Good luck.
I just managed to keep up with Mike there to ask him a few questions, but uh, I think the fact that I did means he's, he's not having the, the best of races. But um, I'll tell you what, they're not hanging about, these guys. It's amazing to watch a race and then uh, actually try to run with them and uh, realise that they've been going for five and a half hours. And uh, actually, that was a pretty decent pace. I'd stop asking questions because you'd probably hear me getting out of breath, which would be so embarrassing. Um, but. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they're going, uh, going storm. Uh, we'll have to see now. They're all on their final lap uh, of the race, and you can hear some of the elite coming in. Some fantastic winners. The uh, women's winner just looks so strong, Michelle Wu. Uh, you could just spot her up on the bike and on the run. Uh, just oh, steaming it, or smoking, as the uh, commentator here keeps saying. So, um, all good. So, uh, there we go, let's see how we go at the end. So that was Mark finishing in a time of around 5 hours 25 and the other two guys followed him in uh, all under 5 hours 30. Just unbelievable performances for a first half half Ironman and uh, really impressive. But let me tell you, they were all seriously suffering by the time they crossed the line. So uh, it, absolutely amazing effort. Um, so as they were recovering, I had a chance to uh, go and track down a guy that I've been trying to get a hold of during the race but he'd been running around um, just sorting everything out and that is Nick Munting of X-Try the organisers of the event and uh, he had actually uh, been so proactive on the um, cool running uh, message boards that uh, it was that was why we chose Canberra over uh, Port Macquarie so I really wanted to track this guy down find out what he was like and uh, here's, a, here's a brief interview with him and uh, it was interesting I caught him uh, just as he was he was going through all the all the results and I've got to say these guys have done exactly what you'd imagine would be possible uh, when everyone's wearing timing chips they actually had the results up that evening um, almost almost live so he was just sorting that out as I caught him and he gave me a few minutes of his very valuable time here's Nick Munting so and you and Graham are X-Try are you? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah, fantastic <laughs> fantastic twins so yeah so you're the organiser and he, he's the race director do you ever switch roles or do yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, we, 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 with the two events in Australia, I race directly Perth, he race directly Right, okay. So, how do the, what's the technical officials never know what the hell we're doing? Yeah, yeah, keep them guessing, eh? <laughs> so, what, what is the, so, what does an organiser do? What are you, what are your, what's your key role in the organiser thing versus, and what does the race Essentially, do? what you are a project managers, you know, right. sort of, you think up the list, make the list, and tick the, tick the tick list the that's been done and hope you've got all the people underneath right. okay. <laughs> you to do all the jobs that are in the text. That yeah. makes sense. So what about the race director then? When do they, when do they get, get, get into the harness? Well, pretty much, you know, the way we work, we're yeah, you're, you're, all you're at the same time. Traditionally, right what, is that role just sort of on the, race uh, the last really, few days? Yeah, race director is really the race. sort of a race, a race rig role. Right. Um, 
essentially if you're organising, we, we sort of split it. And yeah. Because we're actually, sure, our strengths are probably all pretty equal. Yeah. And so we just split it and one race we'll do this, the next race we'll do that. Perfect. And we have a ball doing it, so. Excellent. Okay, Andrew. I'll come to collect stuff. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Not a problem. Okay. Well, let's start. Right. Yeah. Right. It's been a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so far, so good. Um, one thing about a wet race is it does tend to slow people down. So right. we've had no major incidents that we're aware of at this time. And uh, the two people that we like to keep really, really quiet and pay well of medical and security, and they both seem to have had a good day. So. Well, the medical centre was completely empty, so. <laughs> It's a great sight to see that. So you're happy with that. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Our know, first time back in Canberra for a couple of years. We did the World Championship, Long Distance Championship here last year. Yeah. Uh, so it's back, first time back with an Aussie event for a couple of years now. Great. And it seems to have gone pretty good. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And, do you, and uh, so what's, what's your next event? Uh, from here, my, my next event will be January 13. It'll be round two of the Sydney Triathlon Series at Cornell. Yeah, right. I've been in those races to try New South Wales. Right, OK. Uh, our next joint event will be the, the Ridges Cup Corn Half Iron Man in mid-August. Yeah. Middle of winter in the middle of nowhere in New Plains, Central Queensland. Right. 5600 okay. will turn up. Oh, that's a good ball. It's one of the best fun events in Australia. No, well, that over, sounds good. We take over the resort and really just Excellent. have a great week, and all of a sudden we have a bit of a race. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Excellent. And then in September we uh, September we go back to Singapore for our second 70.3, which is a pretty major sort of World Series version of what we're doing here. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Well, look, one last question. Yeah. The podcast we do is about doing, trying to do triathlon, keeping everything else in your life a bit balanced. How do you keep your life balanced? I just involve the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, got to, I've got to say, it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult thing. Triathlon is a sport that really gets everybody totally involved in yeah. the sport, and, and I guess we're all guilty of losing focus on, on ordinary life sometimes, right. but you know, ordinary life has a nasty habit of just jumping up and biting you, so you have to face it sometimes. <laughs> so that's, so that's what keeps you in balance. I, I keep promising myself I'm going to gonna put a bit of time aside for family, friends and, and a good night out sometimes, well, it sounds but like occasionally it happens. Fantastic, it sounds like a good intention. Look Nick, thank you very much, and I just want to say, I mean, you got us into this by making some great comments on the cool running yeah. website, and you've just been really, uh, really responsible along, so thank, thank you very much, it was a great event. Thanks Nick. Yeah, Cheers, we did. Thanks a lot. That's it for another episode of Assessed with Balance. We hope you've enjoyed the show. All the music on the show is from the Podsafe Music Network. You can find them at music.podshow.com. You can contact us too. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 
02-8003, Obsessed with Balance Triathlete. You can also find us on the web at obsessedwithbalance at blogspot.com or email us at obsessedwithbalance at gmail. We'd love to include your comments in the next show. So join us for that episode, uh, which will be out very shortly. And in the meantime, train safe, race hard, and stay obsessed. Thank you.